live results are from 2019 prior to So you're going to go up pandemic. to Andy later and like, is this your hand in mob, 4,680? Yeah. How are you in this event? No, I de well, <laughs> if I did do the first part, I definitely wouldn't follow it up with the second one, Randy. How are you in this event? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm the commentator. I'm just here to investigate. You know, what bank did you rob? <laughs> Detective Ali. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the case. Adamo Ace 4. In this episode of Weekly Poker Hand, we're taking a look at a hand from very early in a $25,000 buy-in tournament that Triton Poker put on. Notice 78 players out of 81 remain, so this is just very, very early in the tournament, which you often do not get to see so often in televised poker, so it's really cool that they are showing us this. Michael Adamo. World-class crusher. Folds to him in the cutoff. He's playing 115 big blinds, deep, effective. He opens it up with the ace for offsuit. It's probably a little bit loose, but if your opponents are not going to three bet you as often as they perhaps should, because everybody's scared of Adamo, then that allows Adamo to raise slightly wider preflop because he's going to see the flop and realize his equity better. So he raises it up with the ace four over to Michael Soiza. Two Michaels battling it out today. Soiza in the big blind of queen five of spades has a very easy call. This hand loves to see the flop. And to be fair, all suited hands love to see the flop whenever you are getting good pot odds in the big blind closing the action. Let's go to the flop. Ooh. Oh, and what a lovely flop this is for Michael, Randy. A lot of connection. And big blind is perceived to hit this board more than the pre-flop raiser. That but said, Adamo does have middle pair. Does got middle pair. So is I thinking about leading? And, so after the and it's mainly because he thinks that he's got a range advantage here. But Adamo, that, that fact is not lost on him. So this ace four could still very well feel like the best hand. Oh, he most definitely yeah, thinks he's got the best hand a lot. The lead is not a common play. So definitely Adamo is trying to see if call is the best play or potentially raise. He will call. The flop comes. Six, four, two, two spades, giving Soiza a gut shot and a flush draw and an overcard. It's a really good hand. And he gives Adamo middle pair, nothing else. This is a spot where Soiza actually decides to lead for half pot. And we're purely going to talk about GTO world today. In GTO world, you really do not want to lead when you are deep stacked. That's because when you do have a really good hand that is vulnerable to being outdrawn, leading doesn't really force your opponent to fold out hands with decent equity. And when you're bluffing, you also just don't get to put a whole lot of money in the pot. So that's a problem with your good hands. Another problem with your marginal hands that may want to lead, like let's say 6-5, is that if you bet the flop and get raised, it is miserably bad. Whereas if we were playing much shallower stacked, like let's say 20 big blinds deep, you could bet the flop with 6-5, get raised, and then just not fold, right? So it allows you to lead with a much larger portion of your range. So I don't think Soiza needs to have any leads in this scenario, but if he was shallower stacked, I think it would be way better. I guess I didn't even mention this, but you only really want to lead on boards that are really, really good for your range, and the low card boards are going to be good for the big blind. So it's a good spot to lead in terms of the flop, but I don't think it's a great spot to lead in terms of situation in general because Soiza is too deep. That said, if he is going to lead, this is a pretty good hand to lead because it's probably not good at the moment, but it has a ton of equity. And if you do get raised, you can stick around with your very good draw. So Soiza does bet 6,000 half pot. Adamo with his middle pair 
has a very, very easy call. Do not raise an Adamo spot. That would be a blunder if you raise here and get called or re-raised. You're never in great shape. Whereas if you call, you force Soiza to stay in with all of his bluffs and maybe super thin value hands with like a random 4-3 or something like that. So, Adamo calls. Let's go to the turn. The, the, the turn. Let's go to the turn. <laughs> Try to move, maneuver to turn. That's yeah, a tricky one. It does add an eight to Soiza's outs, as the straight drawn proves to two-way. With his lead on the flop, he probably expects Adamo to call the flop a lot with even ace high, ace king high, ace queen high. So I think Soiza will probably continue betting again, expecting a lot of fold equity. Yeah, there it is, 18k now. And this is not a good card for Adamo in the sense that, let's just say my opponent was leading the flop with some straight draw. Yeah, well, seven, eight, five, now. seven. Yeah, and if his opponent's got a, a straight draw or flush draw, lots of equity against an ace four. Mm -hmm. The turn brings the seven of clubs, which is a pretty good card for Soiza's range, because if you think about a lot of Soiza's bluffs, it's gonna be hands like eight, five for a gut shot. 7-5 for open-ended straight draw that just made top pair. 7-6, top pair, kind of okay kicker that just made two pair. 7-4 maybe, right? Plus he could, of course, have flopped a hand like 6-4, 5-3, whatever. So this is a spot where Soiza probably does want to continue betting a large chunk of the time, presuming he's going to lead the flop kind of wide and just continue betting the turn decently wide, which, again, maybe is not quite so GTO approved. In terms of hands that want to bet... This is a really good hand to bet, queen five, because it has flush draw, overcard, and open-ended straight draw at this point. So the question becomes, how much should we bet? Going back to GTO world, in these spots, you usually want to have two bet sizes because we have two very, very clear distinctions in strength of our value hands. We either have really good hands, like straights, sets, two pairs, but then we also have a lot of one-pair hands, like six-five, maybe seven-five, maybe six-three. And those hands can continue betting. But those hands are going to use a really small bet. Notice here, Soiza used a three-fourths pot bet. I think the thin value hands are going, to go, are going to want to go very small. And then the very good hands and the high equity draws are going to want to go very big, like over the size of the pot. So I like that Soiza sized up a little bit to three-fourths pot, but I think he's going to be able to apply a whole lot more pressure to most of Adamo's range with a substantially larger bet of something like 1.5x pot, maybe 2x pot even. He really, really, really wants to be blasting it because he wants to apply a lot of pressure to Adamo's middle pairs, right? Like this ace four, ace highs, etc. Because, you know, Adamo's going to be in a kind of marginal spot facing this medium bet, whereas if you make it bigger, you just get a ton of folds from those types of hands. Let's see how Adamo proceeds against the three-fourths pot bet with his junky pair. You can see it there, 48%. The shy side of a coin flip. Pretty sick call. Wow. He's, he's tough to play against. You can't shake him on the flop and turn. You're not wrong. Adamo has a miserable spot here, but he does decide to find the call. And look, I certainly don't fault him for the call. I will say that some players, maybe not Soiza in particular, but some players, when they lead, they're usually very bluff heavy. And if they are very bluff heavy, then you can't go around folding pairs. Now, I do realize a seven is not a particularly great card for... Adamo, because like I said, Soiza is going to have some random sevens, but a lot of players, especially if they are afraid that Adamo is just going to apply maximum pressure and raise, they may not bet their sevens and they may not bet their sixes. 
So now if Soiza is potentially not betting his sevens and not betting his sixes, or maybe using a different size, then that allows Adamo to call substantially wider because it still makes Soiza's range tilted towards bluffs because it's kind of hard to have a super duper nut hand, right? There's not that many combinations of them. And there are a lot of hands containing a five or a three that would potentially lead and then keep betting. Plus there's lots of flush draws. So look, I think Adamo probably should fold here, but there's something to be said for just making it clear to your opponents that you are not planning to back down. And maybe Adamo has that read that I just gave, or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe, maybe ace four is just good enough. Adamo does call. Let's go to the river. I'd be worried if I was Soiza right now, even though he's got, his opponent's got just a pair of fours, but it does seem like Adamo. It's got some pocket pair that's just not really letting let it go. The commentators mentioned that Soiza is known to be on the more tight, aggressive side. He's not out there triple barreling all the time and blasting off. What I want to know is what style poker do you play? Are you usually a little bit tight and passive? Are you loose and splashy and passive? Are you tight and aggressive? Or are you loose and aggressive? Take a second. Consider how you actually play. And let me know in the comment section down below. Yeah, from Soiza's seat, I could completely understand him perceiving this to be like a middling pocket pair. Plus, when you hold queen five spades, so you're, you're trying to bluff off some spades, while well, you're holding two spades, you're blocking those hands, so it's yeah. more likely your opponent's holding showdown. Yeah. And then you got a player like Adamo who you know doesn't like to get bluff off of hands here and there. It's, it's tough to sell this story. He's going to... You know what? Okay, well, hang on. We're going okay. to the time bank first and foremost. As Soiza mulls over his action here on the river with 60,000 in the middle. Soiza's also self-aware. And I don't know about you, Randy, but I get the sense that most players think Soiza's pretty snug. That he's not out there three-barreling light. And leveraging that, he goes full pot here on the river. And this, to me, starts to look very credible if I'm sitting on the ace four. It is very credible. After some deliberation... Soiza decides to put in a pot-sized bet on the nine of clubs river. Board again is six, four, two, seven, nine. Soiza has the queen high. And kind of like on the turn, I think Soiza needs to have two very distinct bet sizes. Either a very small bet size for his thin value hands or a gigantic bet size for his effective nut hands that are trying to get called by any one pair hand, like aces. So the question is, should this queen five of spades bet gigantic? And in terms of bluffs that make a lot of sense to bluff on the flop and the turn, but not the river, spades are the hands that make the most sense to not want to fire again on the river. And that's because when you have two spades in your hand, you make it far more difficult for your opponent to have a hand that will automatically fold to a river bet, like Ace-Queen of Spades, Ace-Five of Spades, King-Queen of Spades, right? These are hands that Adamo could have, but now he can't, which means he's slightly more tilted towards having a strong hand, Adamo, I mean. So if Adamo's slightly more tilted towards having a strong hand, that should make Soiza not inclined to bluff with this type of hand. That said, I fully realize that it is obviously tempting when you bet the flop and the turn with the queen high, and you know Adamo's going to call you kind of wide on the flop and maybe on the turn, you probably need to go for it on the river. So if we are going to go for it on the river, and we know our value range to blast the river should be really, really strong, like sets and two pairs that are almost always good. I think Soiza, again, needs to go very big, like 1.5x pot or two times pot. He really wants to put Adamo in a tough spot when Adamo has an overpair. 
And as you bet smaller and smaller, overpairs just become kind of easy calls. So he does go pot. And look, I don't mind it. I like that he's betting big, but I think this hand would have gone potentially better for him if he bet a little bit bigger on the turn and then also bigger on the river. Let's see if Adamo finds the hero call. Now, okay, so what's important in this hand for Adamo is that flop lead. That changes ranges a lot. Uh, so he's going to be like, okay, if you had a flush draw, would you lead the flop? Would you maybe go for check call or check raise? Um, 5x. Oh, time bank chimps coming in. This is a polarizing bet when you see the pot size bet. So Adamo might be thinking... If you had a 7x, a 9x, would you really full pot size bet? No, you probably would bet less. So that makes the ace four want to call a bit more. Don't block those flush draws. Right? Yeah, the That's lack important. of a spade in Adamo's hand, I think, is really to, to Soyuz's detriment here. Yeah, but it, it's tough. Hmm, you got a four, so you block a little bit of sets. It's important a little bit. One more time bank being used here, and boy, Soyuz is in the blender a bit. <laughs> Just queen high. He knows it's no good. So Adamo might be thinking, okay, if I had a pair, would you really try to bluff me off of it? Do you think I would fold like 8-7 or like a 6 Do you think I'll fold like pocket 8s for this sizing? These are things that will cross your mind. Man, if he can make this call, be so sick. Oh, so he burned three time banks. It's 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 not a standard play where you see someone lead the flop, lead the turn, and pot size the river on this board texture. I wouldn't mind to look at Soiza right now just to see the view from Adamo's seat. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. There we go, boys. Thanks for that. Oh, he's not shaking. He's composed. You win. You oh win. my gosh, he found the call. What if they and that is Adamo. a statement call. After much deliberation, Michael Adamo finds the hero call and is rewarded with a chunky pot. A lot of people may look at this and say, how in the world could Adamo possibly call with only fourth pair? In this spot, Adamo's hand is actually really good to call with. Take a second and think about it. Why is Adamo's hand really good to call with? Well... He has no spades, which is very good, because Adamo really wants Soyza to have busted spade draws. Now, I know I just said spade draws should not bluff the river every time, but a lot of people just will. You give them queen eye on the river, they're going to bluff, right? So the fact that Adamo has no spades is very, very good. Also, Adamo does not have a five or a three, which are cards that would potentially bluff the flop, like king three, right? King three may potentially bluff the flop. And the fact that Adamo does not have a five or a three is also very good. So when you are calling large bets on the river where your opponent's essentially saying, I either have a very good made hand or I have nothing, you really, 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 really do not want to have cards that interact with the cards that Soiza would be bluffing with. And right here, that's spades, fives, and threes, right? Adamo has none of it, so his hand becomes a potential hero call. The question then becomes... How wide is Soiza going for value? Is Soiza going to bet pot on this river with a random nine or a seven? And at least in my experience, most people do not do that, especially if you, Adamo in this case, are a strong battling opponent because they're, they're not going to want to bet and get raised because it's a disaster here if you bet 60K and then Adamo just puts you all in and you're sitting here with 
eight, seven or something like that, even though that may be good enough to go for thin value with a big bet. It's close. Maybe it's a little bit too weak, but whatever. What I'm saying is if Soyuz's range is highly tilted towards super nut hands and busted draws, and there's a lot of busted draws available and you don't block any of them, those are times you need to be finding hero calls. Adamo recognizes this and scoops a nice pot. That's me for today. If you enjoyed today's video, do me a favor, click the like and subscribe button down below. Click the notification bell. And look, I love watching Michael Adamo play. And I have another hand lined up for you next where he plays one of the craziest hands I've ever seen in the super high roller bowl. Check it out. Good luck in your games. Have fun. Make the most of your opportunities. And I'll talk to you next time.